It's time for another episode of Drew Drogi's Minor Revelations. Hi! I'm so sorry. I've taken a couple weeks off. Uh, I, I timed it terribly because I was going out of town, and I thought I backlogged enough episodes going in, and then we ran out of episodes. And then, so it's been a couple weeks. So thank you for your loyalty, and uh, I apologize for the blip. Um, and I'm going to try to do these as often as I can. Hopefully, they'll they'll come out every, every Friday. But um, anyway, it's great to be back. I have a really fun episode ahead and um, I just took a really wonderful much needed mostly vacation to I went to to New York and then I went to Berlin uh, so I'm just gonna kind of recap that and kind of maybe see what I've possibly learned from all that I have nothing I have nothing written down and I'm just babbling here we go so New York I try to go once a year to just go and see theater um, it really I'm, I'm I mentioned it Every week, what a what a nerd I am for it, but it's just really inspiring to get to see that you know at that level. Um, it's always great to go in you know in June or or May or whenever I can go, but around Tony season and just see all the you know, the hot new plays. Um, if you're in New York, you absolutely must see A Doll's House Part Two. Uh, by Lucas Knopf, uh, I think that's how you say his last name, starring the incomparable Laurie Metcalf and also Condola Rashad and Chris Cooper and Jane Howdy Shell, who I love. Um, it's just the most incredible performances. It's just four people at the top of their game. Um, but the writing of this play, it's revolutionary. It's next level. Uh, it's the it's the future. It's like how this is like oh this is this is theater in 2017. Um, it's also just a it's just a beautiful uh, hilarious. Don't be don't be thrown off by the title and think like I don't know a doll's house. I don't know Ibsen. I don't want to see a 19th century you know Scandinavian period piece. It's so modern. It's so of this moment. It's it's really about um, what's happening now. And as a single person. It, it, it spoke to me a, a lot, but there are four different arguments um, for, you know, against uh, in the middle of marriage and responsibility within all of that. So it's really fantastic. Also, Oslo is a fantastic play, uh, which is, if I explained it to you, you it sounds like the most boring subject matter ever for a play. Uh, and I'm so glad I just went and saw it. It's at Lincoln Center and I think running for a while. It won just won the Tony for best play. It's three hours and it flies by and it's fascinating. And it's also really funny uh, and really engaging. I was on the edge of my seat. Loved that. Also, um, in, a, in a totally different realm, but I, I want to give a shout out to a really fantastic production. The Red Bull Theater is doing The Government Inspector, starring the brilliant Michael Yuri. Um, it's transferring over to New World stages in July, and it runs, I think, through August. So if it's a don't be scared by another 19th century Russian this time farce. Um, it is so. Funny, I my face hurt. It's just so stupid, but so well done, and it's it's just it's just every character actor that you've loved in other things, just getting to be, you know, it's just Mary Testa and Arnie Burton, and just this every just this cast of just Stephen DeRosa and all these amazing people doing just incredible work. So go and see that if you're looking for something that's maybe off the beaten path. Uh, it's called The Government Inspector, and uh, it's moving from the. 
it was the Red Bull Theater. It was at the Duke. And then it's moving to New World Stages. I'm doing this without any notes. Oh, my God. I'm on so much cocaine. I don't know where I live, how I live. Um, Berlin. I'd never been. It's so incredibly beautiful. Um, I ate and drank my face off. I went to really weird, crazy clubs. I loved this place called Chantal's House of Shame that I went to on a Thursday night where Chantal got up at 2.30 in the morning and screamed at us as she was mad and confused and very drunk and apparently does that every Thursday night. So if you're in Berlin at 2.30 in the morning, swing by Chantal's. She'll yell at you, uh, but you deserve it. Um and uh, I just lots of wonderful experiences. I went to my first nude beach and uh, got almost naked, got very naked for this Presbyterian boy from North Carolina. Um, uh, but I was just blown away by how relaxed everything was there. The vibe was just you do you. It was very art forward, very individual thinking, like just whatever, whatever works for you, do that, live that. And I noticed it a lot, and this is going to sound super freaky-deaky, but whatever. Welcome to my show. The dogs. There were so many dogs in that city that ran around without leashes and were just chill. They just kind of kind of just walked around and existed. They saw other dogs. They kind of ran up, greeted each other, and they moved on. Dogs in L.A., New York, major cities, anywhere, America, we're just we're, we're so cranked up to, to 12,000 degrees at all times. Dogs are just like, even if they're insanely excited, they just, they meet each other, they freak out, they pant, they bark, they, they snap, they, they fuck, they do whatever they do immediately. And it's just so, it's so much. Um, and I just noticed the dogs in Berlin were just like, hey, what's going on? And it was just like a reminder to just kind of be that dog. Like, and I was mentioning it all week um, to my friend Jeff, who I went on the trip with. And I was like, look at the dogs. They're just so chill. They're so cool. And I was telling other people, like, the dogs in Berlin are just really great. Well, then at the end of our trip, there was one night. It was very late. We saw this one dog approach another dog so grimly and and stealthily and approach this dog with pure rage in 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 its heart and it went after the and it was the most violent dog fight I've ever seen in my life on the street right in front of us we were jumping and screaming because it was just like we were in the middle but of these two dogs trying to murder each other and then, of course, immediately I got made fun of for saying, all the dogs in Berlin are so chill, uh, except for those two dogs. They uh, they just were completely against the vibe of the city. Um, and I don't know. I guess the, the vibe is like, I, or the takeaway, rather, is like, you know, take a breath, relax, just do you. You're doing all right. You're fine. Um but when in the face of danger, get out of the way. Like, not everything's just hunky-dory, cool, hippie all the time. Sometimes there will be something big, bad, horrible coming after you. And run, get out of the way, or be aware. That's always kind of there. Uh, even in the most beautiful, blissful, incredible places. How about that? Let's have a show. Well, hello. Hi. Hi. Hello, hello. I'm sitting with my lovely friends, Deanna Chang and Stephen Guarino. Hi, friends. Hi. We know each other as well. I am yeah. so glad you do. I figured you might, yes. and I'm really glad to like walk in today, and you guys were like early and waiting on me. Just, you're the best. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are pros. How do you guys know each other? 
Uh, well, I've done your podcast. Oh, yes, which is so fun. What oh, is the name of what? your podcast again? Well, you yeah. haven't. To be fair. Yeah, that's oh. right. All right. To be fair. <laughs> I mean, with we love. Were, right, yes. <laughs> but you'll, we, I would love that, though. We were both on a podcast together. We were both together. on Matt McConkie's podcast. Correct. Oh, okay, great. Wonderful. Yes. And he's done several. What was, what was the one that he... Um, it was the... Uh, the the dating show for the gentleman the after the uh, podcast finding prince after charming, after finding prince charming. Prince yeah. i did that i did yes. that show as well and it's just a, a delight matt mcconkey is ugh national treasure sure. the I greatest and then what is your podcast yana mine is it, it was omfg when OMFG, you did when it when i did it yes and now we've rebranded i saw Big that you news. rebranded yeah <laughs> um, we are now how to be less old oh i love that i love yeah. it and you still have someone from uh, our a generation and then and then a millennial is that what it is no, no. you know what we don't we kind of lost that we just have we do older people uh-huh who we want to kind of find out what their thoughts are on the new things sure, coming sure, up sure, sure. and then we interview tons of people under 25 that's okay. like our main okay group great you know i love the idea though because there is that fear i mean i have the fear of like I mean, I've been like a little like old, crusty Andy Rooney since I was a child. So I'm like, I hate everything. <laughs> but like the older I get, the more I'm like, oh, God, I don't want to be that person that's just ignorant, willfully ignorant of right. what's going on in the world. And I want to know what the kids are listening to. I want to know what they want. You know, it's fun. It's fun to know uh-huh. instead of not know. I right. think that's kind of where that's we just, just want to know. To have an opinion about it that's informed as opposed to just like, oh, everything's everything's garbage. Nothing's as good as it was in my day. Yeah, like have a have a go at Snapchat. Just have a go right. at it. See what happens. Exactly. Like, this will officially be the second podcast I've ever done after that. Really? And uh, this will oh be the God. second one, do, I, be the second one mine? I ever heard. Did you never do Glitter in the Garbage? The... I did do glitter in the garbage, okay, but okay. so you've you've created a hole in my my story about. <laughs> <laughs> I've forgotten. But that was officially seven or eight years ago. But oh wait, well, yeah, that was the greater a while ago. point. Is I've done very few, and um, I I would like you to know I pulled off in the Ralph's parking lot and listened to last week's episode of this. Oh so my god! I could prepare well, thank myself. You. Thank you that's for the kind doing of person that. I am. I do my homework. I really appreciate that. I really appreciate yeah. you doing that because that's uh, yeah that it it. It's a lot to to commit to doing a podcast <laughs> like for and then to like listen to it ahead of time, you know, especially when like I, you know, ask, you know, sometimes I ask you guys last minute and so sweet of you to, to do that. So thanks. Um, well, I just I talked to my intro about it, but we were talking earlier, so I thought we could save a little bit of it. I did just get back from Berlin where you've been, Stephen. Mm-hmm. And I had a wonderful time. I didn't do any of the... No, I just want you to please fill me in on the things that I missed because <laughs> I did not do the like crazy, the 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 sex club things. I did go to Kit Kat right. Club. We didn't uh, talk yeah. about this. Did you go to that? I didn't go to Kit Kat Club, no. Okay, so you checked... Just your... like in LA and Berlin, I end up on the west side and never the east side and always wonder what's going on in the east side and never exactly invited over there. So you so you got a place on the west side when you were in Berlin? I, when you yeah, were... I was in the west side. I sort of oh, stayed yeah. in the leather scene and the sex club scene and the sex... I was in a sex hotel, a sex-themed hotel where really? the bed was also a like a bathtub. You would, uh, like The bed was in the bathtub, so you what? could urinate directly and then there was a you know oh. everything I, I, had I a, don't understand how that even works the sex furniture just everything okay. yeah. hold on just one yeah. one second so <laughs> the bed you can urinate can you explain it one more time right, yeah. you could urinate it's <laughs> if you could put the mattresses in the bed but the bed is also a vessel okay. so if you remove the mattress you could lay in that and then be urinated on which we didn't I was there oh, with my friend Jimmy Ray on. so oh, okay. the, the okay, opportunity sure, didn't sure, come sure, up sure. Right. so you lay in a right. basin and then you could be urinated on then we put the mattress back right. on and it's have like a, a great time it's like an empty water it's like a water bed without the <laughs> mattress and service. a drain you know what yeah. I mean yeah okay yeah, yeah. 
I uh, and it, it makes me. Have you that Gaspar Noir Noe? However you say his last name, N O E. Um, he's that movie where the guy, the guy's a drug addict and he dies, and then the rest of them. There's like this sex hotel throughout the movie. What is the? Oh my god, I, I can't think it. of that. Enter the Void. That's I the name of it. Enter the Void. Okay, I haven't seen it. Okay, so it's a sex themed hotel. Is that how does that work? Uh, I mean, that one was just kind of fun, cheeky. Like, it's not necessarily foresight, but it's just a sort of S&M themed. It was called the Art Hotel. Okay. And it's in the sort of, you know, if their version of Christopher Street, you know, okay. in the 70s is what the West Side was. Yeah, I didn't go. I, I did hear about the, like, because it's it's gay all over there. So, like, right. I mean, you know, in, in Kreuzberg, there was so much stuff. And we stayed in Neukölln, which is, like, just south of Kreuzberg. Um so there was so much stuff, but like we didn't go to the the old uh, the West Side, which is the more, um, I guess the older. Yeah, it's kind of like Berlin, never, yeah. yeah, it was never sort of uh, uh, rehabilitated. It has this 1920s sort of Charles Isherwood sort of feel thing. Oh, I love it. It was beautiful, and I mean, I don't, don't suggest that there's not a lot to do over there unless you're a yeah. sex tourist. And I right, I, I Are can't. You? I, am, I absolutely cannot deny that I'm not a. <laughs> I want to see the craziest sexual thing that can occur in a city. I'm I'm a voyeur. Like I love to see things, and I'm but I'm I don't really like to participate. I, I was also with my best friend from college, seeing another best friend from college who lives there, and so she she's like a professor at uh, Humboldt University, and so we did we did everything. We did go to a lot of the like late night, you know, kind of dirty gay bars, but we didn't do anything super crazy. Um, but I did. We did go to Kit Kat Club, which is like you can go in and check in as many clothes as you're comfortable checking at the door, and you get like a bag yeah. and then a number. But they're really big on cell phones at the checked in at the door, which is kind of great. So people you, don't take pictures. So people don't take pictures. And, yeah. and uh, but it also keeps you off your phone and keeps you, you know, present, present. there. Uh, but then you have plenty of drugs to make you not present at all, so it's the whole thing. <laughs> but we were there, and then there was there were how there many were, clothes did you take off? Oh, only my windbreaker. I mean, I kept on my t-shirt and jeans. And there were people that were like walking around naked. It's weird because like people walk around naked there, and it, it's just it doesn't feel as cruisy as other places where everyone has their clothes on because it's just very free. It's like you can just do whatever you want to do. But then I did hear about. Lab, what you were talking laboratory, laboratory, right? Which it's just crazy because don't they draw a number on your arm when you go? I heard something well, about that where uh, you, I, I, laboratory, which is connected to Berkheim. We tried to get in at one point because we wanted to skip the line at Berkheim, and I didn't get in because I wasn't wearing anything lycra. You okay, had, that was lycra, <laughs> lycra Wednesday, lycra Wednesday from seven to eleven, and uh, <laughs> Jimmy happened to have on biker shorts underwear, so they said he could take off all his clothes and go in in that, but I was just. Head to toe cotton. Oh yeah, so. there you go. So you had to just keep it on, or you? Okay. I just didn't get in. So you I didn't get, get in, in the laboratory. Okay, because that's the other thing too that we were talking about. Bergheim is like if you wait in line for like three hours, and then I was told everything I wear is way too bright, mm-hmm. and you know I was like, well, I have a show about that, so I'm, I like to wear my bright colors. It's your celebrity uh, narrative, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the celebrity narrative. That's so gross. I love it. Um, <laughs> So I was like, I just don't own all black and I don't know. So I don't know if I'm going to even get in. And then when you get in, it's like you could be in there for days and there's just like, I just, I'm like, I just don't know that I could, could do that. I'm not way, I'm not that adventurous. I, I wish got, I, I, I wish got, I could be. I, I got just, in and not... I'm here to say you would have been bored out of your mind. Yeah. No one dancing together. They only dance facing the DJ. I mean, it's, wow. it's, it's just. Well, like... and it got to the point where we were, we were so inundated with people telling us we had to go to Bergheim that we were like, we're going to be more rebellious not going. <laughs> we're going to be like, no, we're not going to go to Bergheim. What are we, tourists? Uh, <laughs> but we did go to museums and we did go to a bunch of 
other other things. But I did hear of this thing where they would write, uh, you would get like a tattoo on your arm, and I'm just like, yeah. that's kind of problematic, Germany. Like, right, come on, you guys. Yeah. yeah, like take off all your clothes, wait in line, and get a number drawn on you. Sounds very familiar. How about no? Yeah. How about uh, <laughs> look over there, a patisserie. Um, At least on the west side, I think it's a fallacy that the that it's dirty over there. They have like several. They, they have such an organized way of uh, categorizing their sex and subculture. Wow! If some of the bars had like a positive or a negative sign, depending on the night, if it was going to be HIV positive crowd. Oh, like a neon sign, it would go positive or negative. Oh wow! And then okay. there, uh, I was I was telling you about before there was a aqua theme bar like Hydro, I think was the name of it. And, and then you, they would tell us about that. Yeah, you would enter and you would take all your clothes off and go through a car wash. It included uh, your own personal enema. And so you would literally just be cleaned in every orifice, and then you went through these Star Trek type doors and received a towel at the other end. This and is you... a life, guys. I mean, <laughs> this is this is totally a life. And there are people that I didn't really understand sex tourism and all this, and they're like, yeah, there are people that that so they go and they just want to go and see and experience and whatever level all these places, and it's really crazy to me. So uh, just out of curiosity, yeah. Stephen, what was the you said you want to see like the craziest sex thing possible when you're sex touriziming. Well, I wouldn't say I got to say it, but I, I see it. But I would say the most graphic thing was um, the one of the clubs on the west side had um, a, a sign saying "Turds on Tuesday, closed on Wednesday for cleaning." Oh, okay. <laughs> it was a scat, wow. a scat evening. Yeah, got it. Yeah. I had to wrap my mind, but I got there. And yeah, what a picture. Yeah, what a picture. <laughs> what. <laughs> What an evening. What an e- what a Tuesday <laughs> evening. You know, like you don't ex- many Tuesdays come and go without with, with, yeah, exactly. Any adventure. Without and, public turds, and, but you know. <laughs> also, I just like I'm I'm fascinated by the people like outside of all the sexual stuff. Like what is like wh- who does that attract, you right. know? Because that, that to me is is also fascinating. It's I didn't really get like, a hold on the the, mo- the modern general German. I didn't really understand what anyone was doing. Everything seemed closed. Did you mm-hmm. notice that? It was like stores never open. There was never, well, yeah, there was seemed a, like anybody had a job. No one really has a job. Yeah. It's very artist centric. <laughs> it's like artists, whatever. Yeah. They're open whatever hours they want to be open. Everybody just does whatever they want right. to do. Places are packed at seven a.m. Sure, I, it's bizarre. Yeah, and but it also I, I was very chill and it was it was really nice to kind of be in a place that like everything was like live and let live and it also felt like that was the thing that like everyone talks about all the sex that's there but it's not nothing's really forced on you it's just sort of like hey if you want to do that go over there do that if not there's a bar or there's some people to talk to or there's you know cigarettes everywhere uh (laughs) and the food was insanely good which i was not expecting um so yeah i i had a great time i had a great time while i was there yeah, but um, it's also it's it, it's great to be back and in, in Hollywood and <laughs> in the industry and just like oh, oh I yes. just it's so great. No, it is really kind of jarring to come back and everyone's like, "What are you working on? What are you doing?" And I'm like, "Oh wow, that that's that's what's happening." <laughs> Still here. Yep. Still here. Waiting for you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, how are your summers going? So far, it's, I was just yeah. saying we were saying in the lobby. I hate summer. I just I, mm-hmm. sunlight and I don't get along. Yeah. I just I have a terrible time during the summer. What about yeah. you? I, I feel that I feel the same way. Yeah. You know, I don't fuck with the sun. Yeah. So I'm not interested in getting into like a bikini and running around. So that you know, <laughs> running around. But you know There's what I mean. Deanna like, running around in her <laughs> bikini again. But that seems no, like a fun thing to do in the summer. People right. look forward to sure. that. 
Um, so. oh, no, that's not me either. I don't enjoy. I don't enjoy that sort of. I mean, I do. I enjoy the sun, but I don't enjoy the heat so much. And yeah. the heat can be really oppressive, and it gets very sticky. And then it's just like, and also it didn't used to be humid here. It used, we're in a desert, but it's gotten humid in the last couple of years. Hmm. Thanks, Trump. <laughs> um, but it's like, you know, it's just gotten really like, you know, it's like sticky. And that's uh. the thing that that being from the South, that's the part of the, the summer. That I, really I was hate. the only person in the entire city that didn't go to the women's march and sat I, in my I living room. I didn't and say, go either. God damn it, Drew. I know I had rehearsal. <laughs> I was playing a woman. Well, in the play. I, was I was literally like, sitting in my room saying, well, I should have gone to that thing. It was, a, it was the biggest. No, I know. People in mind I know. In the entire I was world. very bummed that I couldn't go. But, and I felt you know. so guilty that I went to the D.C. Resist oh, March. Oh, you last did? Week. Yes. Me How and, was that? Me and 17 others <laughs> oh showed my God. up. In 110 degree weather, it was an absolute bust. It was a bust. It was a bust. Oh, no. And I was so proud that I, for the first time in my life, I did something like you know, genuinely right. activist. Right, exactly. And Ugh. instead of pride. Nobody you know, showed. No. Oh, wow. Ugh. Wow. That's the thing we've got. Like, we're in it for the long haul. We've got, we, we got some big big villains that we got to fucking take down and a lot and it's insidious and there's a lot of different things going on and it's hard to stay focused. You need organization too. You do. You need a good, like I've been really and you know, it's something I do feel that we don't have to unpack here but oh, yeah. no, I do great. need I to unpack somewhere at some point. Absolutely. The Black Lives Matter movement, like mm -hmm. I don't exactly know how to participate. Right. It feels like and I don't even know what I'm saying by that but I feel like I'm ready <laughs> to be <laughs> to accept black people in their in their no, lives. I'm, I'm ready to like <laughs> be activated. Uh-huh. And I'm sure I need to look inward. Yeah. But I also am looking around like can where 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 should I go? What should I do? Just Google Black Lives Matter yeah. how to How to. Yeah, how to <laughs> Dummy uh, <laughs> Dummies. But I also think you get involved by just getting involved. And it's okay. like, you know, I, I, I think I think it's like joining I think it's like in any possible way. And also just not only like even and I, I think it's great to just admit I don't know anything about this, but I, but I, I believe Black Lives Matter. I I, I want to fight for women or for science or for whatever right. cause this is about. I support it, and I'm just here. My just being there is is so huge, and I think uh, and and being open and learning and just being like okay, I will see how, you know, like. You know, and even doing this show, I've learned from people that like, you know, just from different just struggles and walks of life that I've never considered that it's like, wow, it's really interesting that it's just like, you know, um, for that example, it's like, oh, so many people will say like, you know, so many people of color will say to be a person of color in this country is terrifying at all times. Right. You know, and so many white people come on the show and I even, you know, had a guest one time that was like, I've never been in a fight or I've never felt this fear until this one time and I'm like wow it's just such a that is the that's privilege that we right. don't understand so there's part of it like you know that's that kind of thing but I think it's just like um, it's like we're at a place now where it's like yeah we all kind of have to it's kind of part of the human responsibility to be in that side you know it's we've We've been so complacent. We've been so like, yeah, whatever, it's fine, you know, and like everything will work out. It'll shake out. It'll shake out. Mm -hmm. I think I recently did a thing. This is not name dropping, but she said a really great thing. I did a thing with Jane Lynch recently, mm -hmm. and I asked her, "Are you an activist? What What does that mean to you?" And she said a, a beautiful thing about. She goes, I just kind of and who I am out loud all the time, and that's sort of my protest. And I thought that was really yeah, that's lovely really and interesting. That's and beautiful. you might underestimate what mm -hmm. you've already done just by yeah, being you. Exactly. Well, I, I don't. Yeah, she can say that. <laughs> 
I got to like, put some work in. <laughs> you know. Yeah, but just that interest. And I mean, I think just that simple presence of the like being like, this is who I am out loud all the time is is a protest. Because I think, you know, um, I know Stephen and I both grew up in the South and you you get you up in Long Island. Yes. Mm-hmm. And. But in the South, it's very much about making everyone else happy and and saying what the room wants to hear and not ruffling feathers and kind of and we learn very much, you know, I think, uh, you know, as as you as Southerners, but also like young gay kids, like don't be too much. Don't be, you know, don't you know, you're you're different from the rest. So don't be that, you know, and you learn that on a, such a subtle way. I mean, the overt stuff, obviously, right. that's, the, overt the stuff subtle people, things are more insidious. They are. Things, they yeah. are. And so I still have it in me. Like, I still have the thing where, like, I'm a people pleaser. And you had an actor to all that. I want people to like me and I want the room to agree with me, you know, and I and so, you know, a lot of it is being willing to have the opposite opinion, you know, and to be in a room and say, you know what, that's that's actually not um, somebody posted the, the other day on on Facebook. He was talking about like he was at a, going to the movies or something and he was on an elevator with these guys. It was these two straight guys. And it's, one of them says the other one's like, don't be such a faggot. And kind of threw it away and how he just sat through the whole movie with these guys in the same room, just like how much it bothered him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then he just said afterwards, he just went up to these guys and he's like, I'm going to keep my calm. Mm-hmm. And I just want to talk to them. And uh, and this guy's Latin. And I guess uh, one or the other guys were Latin as well. So he kind of started with that, uh, you know, as like a connector way and way in. And he was just like. You know, uh, we're all, you know, because he asked, he first he was like, are, are you Latino? And they were like, uh, yes. And of course, these guys are just kind of starting to, you know, like, what's going to happen? You know, and he was just like, are you gay? And they're like, no, we're both straight. And he was like, you know, when you use the word faggot, it's sort of like the N word to me. And it really, really hurts. And why do you use that? And the guy was like, I didn't mean it like that. And he was like, I know you didn't mean it like that. He was like, but just so you know, like, I hear that. And I sat through the movie, like, feeling this way. And I just, mm-hmm. please don't do that because it makes people feel bad and he said that the guy like reached out his hand and like was like I'm really sorry and he was like thank you and so he shared it just to be like I don't want to I don't want this to be like I'm such a good person but it was a lovely way of being like just start a dialogue and let people know like I hey that's not okay because like the the guys are like I meant no harm by that and it's like yeah just you know change your language you know or 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 uh, like be responsible for your language, I guess, is, is also where it is as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's like the exact opposite of how everyone reacts right now on social media with exactly. anything and everything. It's just exactly. like someone, you know, does this and there's a billion people screaming at them yep. and shutting them down and wanting right. them fired or whatever right. goes on. Instead of opening up a dialogue uh-huh. about the why and uh-huh. the feeling behind it, exactly. which is way more compelling. And these guys will not use that word again. Right. Exactly. I mean, I know because that. They, exa- I, oh, absolutely. I mean, I, I got chills over and I, and it just and a lot of people were saying, thank you for giving me the strength to do the same thing when when I hear that, because we're used to hearing that all the time. And we're used to going, whatever, they didn't mean it like that. Or and I'm not going to start a fight or I don't want to get beat up. I don't get punched in the face. I don't want to get called a faggot. So I'm not going to I'm just going to not get involved. But I'm still going to feel all of that, all those horrible things that I've felt, you know, every time I hear that word, yeah. you know, and um, and it's 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 one of those things that, yeah, we can't also. Yeah. You don't want to jump down people's throats and word police people and politically because it, it does push people the opposite way. If you immediately start with. Um, I'm triggered and your language is problematic <laughs> and you can't say that, you know, and now, you know, and all that kind of stuff. Right. It's like people don't 
they don't respond to that. Ne- never kind of, will. It never will. Never will. That's just never will. Like immediately, it's like, well, you're on that side, and I'll be on this side, you know. Versus saying, you know, um, and I mean, I've had to learn. With, I mean, I'm such a grammar nerd that like the he, she thing when I, you know, and, and, and they can be singular now. And I'm like, that's just incorrect because I learned grammar. And, you know, it's like, no, they can be they can be singular, singular now and all that kind of stuff <laughs> that we are learning. You know, we're just fucking idiots trying to stumble through. Just to cheapen the mood, I've noticed are sort of like <laughs> in bed with certain a guy. Bed uh, or, bed. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> if it's, don't worry, I have more to offer than just sex. But no, no I love in, it. In bed, sometimes I, I think there was a, like a period where you know, if you're a little bit of a dom sub relationship, uh-huh. and you could sort of use the word faggot like mm-hmm. sexually mm-hmm. to get a, a, you know, some guys really like it. Get and, a rise up. Yeah, mm-hmm. and now there is a bit of like, um, may I call you faggot in this session? <laughs> okay, nope, that's oh not. Oh my god. Or a big Funny. one is, you know. You might we can say anything on this program, right? Absolutely. Okay. You know, you might you might accidentally call a guy's ass pussy when you're really trying to dominate them. Sure. And then again, you'd have to be like, I'm not comfortable with that word. I oh I think wow. That, uh, you know, you should just call it whole. Uh huh. It's supposed to get whole, and it's it's rude to people who have pussies. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 So it does seem like it's putting a damper on things, right there. Yeah. Immediately. <laughs> it's like. Also, it's like I know that's the that's the the weirdest thing in sex is having to negotiate terms beforehand. Right. Um, it does kind of start to be like, oh, this is this is this is hard to stay hard. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> we're gonna talk about all this, all these things, and now it's like, okay, now we can begin. Uh, okay, now that we have our, uh, you know, we've 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 made our spreadsheets and uh, we've done our, you know, demonstration. Now we can begin. Um, well, I want to hear uh, stories or thoughts or opinions from either of you. Who wants to? Who wants to go first? I can go first. I love it. Okay. So I was thinking about, and you're involved in this. Oh, oh, good. I believe. Um, I've had the kind of month that was just rough in terms of like milestones. It was my 10 years that this month that my mom's been gone. Oh, wow. And then we had Father's Day, my dad, first Father's Day without my dad because he died in September. Yes. And then. My mom's birthday was a couple days ago, so it was just a lo- like a hit, hit, hit. It's a lot. You know, it's a lot. And um, I would, I had made for my sisters a video of, like, I had last summer gone through all our VHSs, mm-hmm. and like it's well, I'm, like starting. I anyway, I uh, and kind of made them digital, and I put together something for my mom, like just. Which I, and I hadn't really seen her, you know, and it was just so wonderful to just see her and mm-hmm. be with her, and like I actually felt so so much closer because when somebody dies, and I know you you lost your dad, mm-hmm. you know, wait, do you have your parents? They're still even? kicking down in Orlando. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Great, um, must be nice. So <laughs> anyway, okay, guess you can just sit there with parents, um, <laughs> but. <laughs> You know, after someone's been gone for a while, mm-hmm. it gets abstract, yes, their essence so. and yeah. all of that. So just to be with her and see her and laugh with her. Um, but I saw like, there was footage from our, our trip, which was like a big trip. We would always go camping, but this was like my parents got us a cruise, a carnival cruise. We went to Cozumel in Jamaica. Oh, yes. and I immediately think of Kathy, Kathy Lee Gifford every time I hear carnival cruise. <laughs> yeah, big yeah. time. Yes. Um, so you went to Cozumel and where? Cozumel, Jamaica, and Cancun. Okay, I think. Sure, sure, sure. Maybe. Yeah. Um, but in this video, the footage, which I will have to show you guys after I have the link, 
I mean, it is these children. I, I was 18. I'm five years older than my youngest sister. So it's like, whatever that is, do the math. Like, sure, sure. I was 18 and then go down from uh-huh, there. Uh-huh. And I was so sick. I was miserable. Like seasick or just? No, it was before we even got on. We were just at the airport. My dad's trying to get a nice shot of everybody and try to be like, he's like, all right, girls, uh, how we doing? And we're slumped <laughs> against a wall. <laughs> I, my, this is, again, my, my friend, this all is going to make sense. But my mm-hmm. friend was dying at the time and I didn't want to go on the cruise at all on mm-hmm. any level in any way. And then I got super sick because before a big thing I get usually some shit goes down mm-hmm. like physically. So um, I look terrible. And then my sister said, because I'm older and like I was really upset and f- mad looking that mm-hmm. they were mad too, just because, <laughs> <laughs> just because, you know, sure. they figured that's what we're all doing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it reminded me of a story of on that cruise where it's going to be, it's a hard one to, to actually you're going to have to just stick with me on the visuals, but I wasn't eating anything because everything made me nauseous. I literally, you would see me, my sisters were in the pool and running around. I had blankets around me like a terrorist. (laughs) You don't think about putting on bikinis and running around. (laughs) You really don't. (laughs) I was like, uh, towels, blankets, shivering on the deck like an animal like it was just not what you want to see not what you want to be a part of right so i wasn't eating because everything made me nauseous i was dehydrated i was so ill and this we were in five of us in a sardine box literally like it was just the tiniest room it was one room for the whole one room for all of us the 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 bed's came off the right, wall down, right. you know there were a couple one cot two beds on the side and then two that flipped down okay. but if we all reached out our hands we could hold them okay, in the middle yes, of the night like yes, and we yes, could yes. all just do a huddle <laughs> like we, <laughs> that's how truly tiny it was uh-huh. so in the middle of the night I had to go to the bathroom I get up <laughs> I go to the bathroom now this is where it gets real weird when I left the bathroom I turned off the light. Uh-huh. And when I turned off the light, I shut my eyes. Okay. Okay. Now, didn't didn't realize that. Okay, but turned off the light. You're maybe still partly asleep I'm or you're just and I'm I'm not right. Out of it. I'm yeah, not yeah, yeah, correct. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I'm incorrect. Right. Shut the light. And I walk <laughs> try to make my way to the bed <laughs> and like my foot latches onto a ladder. Oh, no. Because there were two ladders that went up. <laughs> it latches onto a ladder. My It topples on top of me. My other foot gets the other ladder. So two ladders are on <laughs> top of me. I'm screaming on the ground. I'm like, ha! Ah! Nobody is, like, saying anything, which I'm so confused about. And I go, turn on the light! Turn on the light! And <laughs> they, then all of a sudden they all say, open your eyes! <gasps> and I, like... Open my eyes and they're all peering at me. Lights are fully on. Oh. And because someone flipped a light on. Sure. And I'm just in a tumble on the ground. Oh my God. So that leads me to <laughs> where you come in. <laughs> Great. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so that's just want to give you an idea of where, uh-huh. thing, what happens when like shit in my life goes awry. Yes. Okay. Yes. So we are both on the show. Heathers. Heathers. So that's yeah. exciting. That's happening. Very exciting. Great. 
We start this week. Awesome. Yeah. If you look at my well, face. Well, I have parents. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. I'm, I'm sure I'll guest star, but thank, go ahead. Yeah. yeah no, well, we're sure glad to have you. Yeah. Please come yeah. to it. Come to it. No, he'd be, you'd be great in anything. I know. He, and he is great and he in everything. Great in everything. Yeah. Thank you. Go on. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so if you guys are looking at my face right now, does anything seem off? No. Oh, no. Okay. So, <laughs> Drew, um, in February, uh-huh. I have spent from mid-February till last week dealing with the situation on my face in preparation for Heather's. <gasps> You're kidding. I am not kidding. What on your face? I had a little zit that turned into a massive cyst that ended up being skin cancer. Oh. Okay. Okay. And I, ish, skin, something that's like, it's skin, that's classified as skin cancer. And if you don't deal with like it, it gets really bad. basal cell or squamous? It's not even there. It's oh, something okay. else, but okay. like, doesn't matter. Sure. That's my drag name, basal. And so, <laughs> basal cell. Basal, squam- basal cell squamous. Basal <laughs> That, that starts off so beautifully and then ends in a complete nightmare. It's also squirmers. Uh, squirmers. Uh-huh. So I do believe it has something to do with this past, you know, parent, like this rough year I've had with yes, my dad. Like I yes. went to an acupuncturist and she said, this thing on your face is the result of the last two years you've had. Wow. She, really? That's, that was her feeling, that it was the manifestation of what had been going on. And so I've spent, I mean, lasers, uh, shots, yes, creams, antibiotic, uh, wow. freezes, many, many freezes to get to where we are right now. That is so crazy. And I'm just going to even... show you guys what I'm talking about. Okay. It looks like a goddamn <gasps> third wow. eye. Wow. Where is wow. it? Oh, wow. It's like a okay, so crab that, apple. Just a- <laughs> <laughs> this uh, was on. What? I know. Now, okay. So okay. did you have any semblance of that when I, when we like. Wow. No, because no. this happened in February. We shot the pilot in November. In November, right. So you didn't have any beginnings of that no. in November. February had a tiny little thing that looked like a zit, which uh-huh. I was trying to, like, my sister gave me, like, drying creams, and right. I, try, I thought I could cortisone it. Sure, I did sure, everything. Sure. Like, the, this spot on my face has been <laughs> I mean, attacked with every last. <sighs> wow, that's so nuts. But I, I feel like it has some sort of correlation to a moment that, like, is about to happen, Mm -hmm. right? And like, I had to go through one last fight to get to this big, big moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, do you understand? Sure, absolutely. Do you know, I had a a thing on my nose as well. I've talked to it a couple times on here. Some people listening are like, Drew, stop talking. But it was skin cancer. So that's how I know basal cell squamous. Basal basal squamous. That's what it is. Uh, Yeah, but both my parents had it on their nose. And so even as a kid, I was like, I'll probably have that one day. And then I sure, sure as hell did, like um, a little over a year ago. And so I had to have it all like lasered off. But it was pretty quick. I mean, they had to do the biopsy. And once that, I mean, my dermatologist looked at it and she was like, that is cancer. Uh, And getting that news is, even though it's like skin cancer and it's totally treatable and it's done, is hard when, you know, you lose, you've lost a parent to cancer and you're just like, oh, here we go. Um, But yeah. And uh, yeah, on the side of my nose. So you and I both have little facial things that we have to get taken off. But but there is something about that, like, you know, um, 
shedding of a of a of like you know like a, a rebirth and you know and yeah. I wonder if like you were yeah holding on and 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 I fully believe like that stress and things create you know we you know we create a lot of our own pain and you know or or just like stress and and you know so it will it will just physically manifest itself in different crazy ways and um but how great and wonderful you've gone through it and it's done and well it your is face is gorgeous for television but literally <laughs> like up until last week i mean we're shooting in a couple days yes. and, I, and i had my last like laser situation That's so last week crazy and i just you know have been hoping it works out you right, know what i mean right because if i if they didn't do the way we what we did which was freezing and lasers and whatnot it was going to be a scar from one like <gasps> the width of my nose that wow. that was because of where it is. They yeah. would have they the sides would have curled up, and I just would have had like a giant scar on my face. Oh my god, that's so crazy! <laughs> I know. But also, we were supposed to start shooting in May, like originally, you know, and, and yes. that was the plan, and then it was it got pushed and till till end of June. So that's that's also just a blessing. I know, and, and I, mean, I feel like you know, I know we've talked and we've talked about. This moment of like being on the show and it seems like, I don't know, it's such a gift and it feels Completely. like it's been so long coming, you know, yeah. in yeah, many Yeah, we ways. talked a lot about like how long we've been out here doing this and trying to do this and how it's it's a long journey and it's been, it feels like it's a... um for a lot of people involved in the show, it's yeah, it's either it seems I mean, not across the board, but for a lot of people, it's like it's we have a lot of kids on the show, and it's their first job, and they're super Hype. excited, and it's just like the most lovely group of people ever. So going into it, but then there are a bunch of us that are like veterans that have been on the sidelines that are going to get to do our thing for the first time, and we're also excited, and it's also a group of friends and writers and all kinds of. It's just across the board. It's going to be. It's going to be lovely. Yeah, and there's I'm just excited. something about it like, oh, this is this is going to be a really cool chapter in our lives and and also it's Heather, so we're so excited cuz it's that movie was so was one of my favorite movies growing up. So getting to do that is going to be great. Yeah, it's going to be great. Yeah. I just am happy that um you know, I'm not going to like have a giant thing on my face for it <laughs> yeah you know, or just in life yeah in life you know? in life it's yeah. interesting to walk around when you have you know hadn't had a deformity but i mean and you guys saw it i mean it's something it's something to look at it oh, looks yeah. it's not yeah, nothing. yeah 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 it's, yeah. it's a uh, you know yeah and you walk around and you're like hi yes i do have something that looks like a yes. third eye in the right. middle of my nose right. and of i course. how can i help you right right you know is, is there a problem <laughs> and you couldn't <laughs> wear glasses no i <laughs> yeah, because it's right across the I bridge could, of your nose. Like I, I, I got new glasses right before this went down, and I, no, they wouldn't fit on top. It would raise, <gasps> really? so I couldn't. I had wow. to keep my Warby Parkers to the side until. Wow, not so that's nuts. Ago. Yeah. Anyway, it's crazy. Well, there you go. Here we are. That's my yeah, revelation. And it, and I think it's also like it's it's great to win. I mean, just like the takeaway too. Like when you're going through something, it's just like go through it. Do what you need to do. Don't throw up your hands and be like, this is, you know, just do, just go through the, we are going to be going through the things for the rest of our lives. And it's going to be like, okay, go through the storm, go right through the middle, fight, you know, and uh, yeah. And then it'll be fine. Yeah. 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 
I'd like to jump in and say something about a, a, a instance where your body expressed something going right. like in such a giant way. I had a bizarre thing happen to me that was sort of like a hives thing, uh-huh. and it was sort of in my groin thigh. When was area. that? When was that? This was like um, three summers ago. Okay, and I had uh, I went to the ER and. Um, I had, you know, several, six, seven different doctors looking at me, going through detergents, Lyme disease. Did you ingest anything? And I I was blown up like a blowfish. And you're... My penis, my my genitals, my thighs, everything was like the size of a soccer ball. Jesus Christ. Uh, Like encapsulating my genitals. It's a nightmare. I'm certainly not trying to... No. You know. (laughs) It's um, how you say it's worse. It's... It's No, no, no. That's like that. But but it it was uh, probably only a, you know, 36-hour period. And did you you just woke up one morning like that? Uh, It just started happening one afternoon and it just kept going until (gasps) I went to the ER. And so I I was actually taking a flight to San Francisco. (gasps) Oh, my God. That's my before flight, right after the flight, I went straight to the ER, and and so um, you're sitting there, and it's growing it's on growing. the flight. Yes, and oh I went, my uh, God. to be clear, I went to the ER before I got on the flight and after, because none of the six doctors in New York had an answer for me. Mystery diagnosis, blah blah blah. And I land in San Francisco, and I go to the ER, and it's a totally different kind of vibe. And I just remember this and lovely like great woman. Junk. She was just, <laughs> she really was. She was just looking at it, and she was like, "What's going on in your life?" Wow. And I was Whoa. like, oh. wow. And she was like, you know, this area, these uh, nerves, these are just very expressive. You know, wow. some people, it happens on their face. Somebody's, this is just an area that expresses your anxiety. You know what I mean? In such a real way. Uh huh. Wow. We just sat there and discussed it, like you might do if, you know, with a really like hippie massage. Sure. You know, well, this sure, is sure. your father's pain right here in your uh-huh. shoulder and uh-huh. stuff like that. And it went away and it never came back. And it, that was no. the. It eventually went away, and she just said, wow. if you ever feel that tingle again, just meditate, like, journal. <laughs> you know... God bless yeah. her. It's crazy. It is crazy. Um, but the acupuncturist, you know, she, she, the second we sat down and she asked me the same question, and I was like, you know, I've been like fighting for my dad's life for the last two years, and, you know, I was in tears with her in under a minute, you know, like, yeah. bawling, yeah. Sure. hysterics. And, um... Yeah, she said, this is what happens, you know. But did you feel, out of curiosity, like, oh, I have to, uh, she's wrong, or like, this isn't enough medical attention for the situation? <laughs> no, like, because I had had so many New York doctors at, at in New York not, uh, give me wow. nothing, no information. Did it not a salve? No, I mean, you know, eventually uh, corticosteroids and stuff like that, like injectable steroids. Wow. Wow. That's so nuts. And I, did you... Uh, did no you, pun intended. Oh, hey, I walked right into that one. Um, but that's just just the fact that like she's just like, let's talk. Yeah. So what did you have going on that, that, that expressed itself like Oh, that? well, um, I guess that might lead into my thing. Sure. Let's do it. <laughs> uh, how do I start this? Um, I'm going to give you an anecdote. A thing that happened to me in high school that... Here's, I'm gonna say, I I'm not really known for my sincerity, my empathy, my vulnerability necessarily. Well, Would you say we're that's all true? Well, okay, but yes I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't be like, oh, it's Steven. He's the most non-empathic person I've ever known. <laughs> well, let's say in action, maybe, but not necessarily in my words. I'm not a big like. I'm not coming to give you a hug all the time, right? Yeah, but yeah, I don't. Right, but well. you're not prickly. You're sure. lovely. You're, okay. Uh, I two things sparked this thought in me recently, which was um. Something you said on a previous podcast, uh, the, the one you did with Matt, mm. um, when he interviewed you. 
and uh, you said, um, I do this, I do this, but what I don't do is mean. Remember that? Yes, yes. Yeah. I don't, he, he uh, Matt asked me my uh, biggest turnoff in a, in a man, like what I was looking for, and I said, someone who's mean. I was like, I just don't do mean. And it's hard because we play horrible people. Right. I mean, you know, that's the, that's the tricky thing. It's part of like my sense of humor to play terrible people, but I don't. I don't deal with it in life well at all. Like I don't, I don't like mean people, and I don't. I, yeah. Right, yeah. you have you have an ability to 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 be like vomiting out uh, particular details and insults, but you come off so loving about it. Like everyone <laughs> just loves you more the more you rip it to shreds. You know what I mean? They never take it to heart. Anyway, yeah. Well, thank you. Man. Anyway, that instance and another time, I was on a red carpet for Glad, and the reporter, and we were all there, you know, human rights campaign, all that, mm-hmm. and they and they said, uh, "Tell us about you know when you were bullied," and I was like, "Oh, I." I, I was just, I literally was silent. I was like, I mm. i didn't have that experience whatsoever in high school. Mm. And anyway, my minor revelation here is when I realized that, and speaking of Heathers, that I was a mean girl in mm. high school. Wow. I was not a under, uh, focused on underprivileged gay kid. I It was 1993. It was so popular to be gay mm-hmm. at that time, that little brief period. I had like educated parents. We were just among the yokels of Central Florida, and <laughs> I would just roam the halls like Claire Underwood and House of Cards, <laughs> sure. just so con- <laughs> confused why everything wasn't going my way. And but I was the same way. I was. I talk. I try. You know, and that's why the thing that was so great in our and and our reboot of Heather's is that it's a lot of queer kids that are assholes. Yeah, I and, heard that's kind of the twist, and that's right? The, and I think it's so smart because so it's, so it's not obviously saying that, that gay kids are, are bad, but it's saying that popularity corrupts. Right. And I was popular in high school, and it doesn't really make sense because Lincoln's in North Carolina, but I knew how to make people laugh. Right. And I was a smart kid, and I, and I, and I could be really mean. There were times that I was... Because I didn't have any sort of... Um, you know, the the adult hadn't caught up yet. So right. I was just thinking like, oh, I can make people laugh. And I didn't really have a filter at a thing where I had to go through that. I had to have people say that hurt my feelings. And I had to see that happen mm-hmm. before I was like, oh, wow, I have an ability to really hurt someone. Um, so we all have that in us. And I see it a lot in our community. Yeah. Um, and anyway, I'm sorry, that's the bigger bigger thing. But well, yeah, the, the, just, the anecdote in particular that uh, hopefully the entertaining part of this is that um, I was running for Mr. Delton High, obviously, as one uh-huh. does the talent yeah, competition. Do. And at the time, I was president of Drama Club. Uh-huh. And, Same uh, here. Yes. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, right. Drama Club yeah. only has so many members. And the yeah. Mr. Delton High is sponsored by the Juniorettes. So Veronica, by the Junior by Men's? The juniorettes. Juniorettes. Oh, what are the Junior Rats? It's like the cool version of Key Club. Oh, okay. You know, okay, it's a cool. social group, a girl social group. And Veronica Orsini came up to me in the cafeteria, oh and she God, was like, um, Mr. Garino, I'd like to sponsor you for Mr. Deltona High. And I said, of course, I accept. I, uh-huh. I go with the jun- Juniorettes. I'm bound to win. And I then, accept. And then I went back. I told everyone Juniorettes is sponsoring for Mr. Deltona High. And the drama teacher called me in, Miss Griffiths, and she said, you have to, Drama Club has to sponsor you. And in all seriousness, I said, then I'll lose. <gasps> And oh. she goes, well, that's the rules. And I said, absolutely not. I'm going with Junior Rats. I'll step down as the president of Drama Club, whatever it takes. Just Regina georging my way throughout God, this. Yeah. I then, love your eye on the prize, though. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> then she sends me to the principal's office to discuss it. And she explains to me social club rules, which is already an absurdity. It can't yeah. even be a possible thing. Well, nowadays. you know, you might be needing an education at this sure, point. And right. instead go to the principal to discuss this. But okay. <laughs> <laughs> she also made me, I skipped school once to go to a SeaWorld commercial audition. And she did not allow me to go on that night 
for the play. Oh, <laughs> oh. Uh, she sounds fun. She's so yeah, fun. I hate yeah, her. yeah. Oh, so she's so says, much. She's so bitter. Uh, oh, that's just oh. a bitter bit. You can just tell. Yeah. So a she world audition. She sends me back. She says I have to go, and it, or you know, it just has to be this way. So I go up to Veronica Corsini and I say, um, I have to go with the drama club, and she goes, Well, I guess Jean Claude wins. Young Claude was a French exchange student, oh, very popular, shit. sang End of the Road by Boys to Men. Yep. Yep. You know, 93. This. I was doing a monologue from like a, you know, monologue bus. Sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and sure enough, the, the um, competition happened and I came runner up and Jean Claude won. And I was so, I just think I learned a lesson that day that, that I immediately was like, oh, winning is not about a merit. Winning is about strategy and placement, right? Yes. And I had also ended up throwing a um, drama club party at my house that night where I decided I'd come out of my attic dressed as Frankenfurter and do this amazing final number. Of course. Of Rocky Horror. Absolutely. And like a Speedo pulled up in like my mother's blouse, which uh-huh. went terribly wrong and it didn't work. <laughs> didn't. And it went horrible and Why? I cried in my mother's minivan for like three hours and she oh couldn't find God. me. And everybody left the party and I refused to come out of the van until everybody was gone. Oh, right. Oh, I remember. Wow. I'm feeling that in my vagina. Those, yes, I just those, felt that. Those, it's so it's deep. It's so painful because because you swung and missed in a very yeah. hard way. And yes, I really remember, it didn't occur way. to me now, 41 years later, I was like, I know I made a decision at that moment to never perform when everything wasn't aligned for success. I don't do random anything. I I was like, I will be strategic in my ability to succeed and not necessarily give of myself or take risks. And the reason I'm bringing that up now is that that only lasts so long and it has served it has served me as an actor i think i work a lot because i thrive off competition you Mm -hmm. you know me i walk into a room of all my peers and i just come alive Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and i it's a partially a disgusting trait in me but also a very useful absolutely sure what i mean yeah but now it's coming to a point where i my relationships my friendships are coming to a head and i am socially not vulnerable or or truthful or uh loving you know and I just think of, I'm I'm so glad wait, I figured out the memory had a lot to do with so that. So you you circled back to that moment. You found the moment where yeah. the switch happened. Right. And I thought you were from like then all on, right from now on it's uh the walls are coming up. Yep. It's me versus the world. I'm going to win this. I mean I, I know how to win now. Like right. I've learned how to win. I mean it seems like as somebody who like did, felt I feel like I'm just getting some of that now, learning how to win at anything right now. Um, I would have loved a dose of that, <laughs> you know, just a little, just a sprinkling uh, of that really and truly in my 20s, you know, yeah. 30s. But how is that presenting itself now? Are you working on it or? Uh, I mean, other than, you know, LA yoga and mindfulness, yes. I am trying to figure out ways to to change that because the world is changing and that thing I do is getting old. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I think it's so I mean, I think it's so huge of you to like recognize that and see that and I think that's that's just again like we're talking about like a, a rebirth and figuring it out. I don't you don't have a reputation for being that way, but you know, or being closed off and you know, I mean, Competitive, sure, because we all are. We are all up for jobs and for you know for this and that. But um, 
it's great to just acknowledge like I need to figure out it's 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 fuck it's really hard to know how open to be how vulnerable and accessible to be um i feel like i've m- maybe made myself too accessible to people in a way that it's it's also not genuine uh-huh. like it's not like i'm just oh, too right. great to be able i i have um i think in w- with like social media and also being a, an improv teacher for 10 years and always kind of being there I like I will sometimes check my email or check my Facebook inbox and just with so much resentment because I feel like everybody wants something from me <laughs> and it's so not true and it's like who do I think I am but I'm also like the greeting I'm line to, at your birthday alone oh my oh, god I gave up it was two hours in and I hated everyone there <laughs> no <laughs> but you know what I mean like I, I feel like I and I think that the, there's like nobody does it perfectly but it's like so hard because it's like you know friends that 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 reach some sort of success at some point in their lives or early in their lives kind of immediately shut out a lot of stuff whether they want to or not because they have to and they or they just don't and i feel like i spent my 20s and most of my 30s like running around tap dancing for anybody that would look at me and i'm like hi nice to meet you you know and i was like and it's i feel so i feel so lucky that i get to have a lot of lunch dates and i know a lot of great people and I can consider a lot of people friends but there are a lot of people that feel a lot closer to me than I feel to them and that makes me feel really terrible in a way that I'm like god I wish I could either like be a better friend to you or just have a very clear line that we're actually not friends and that we you know and so you know but I I do applaud you know the sense of feeling like oh I need to let more people in and I need to be more open and vulnerable and and I think about for me like in terms of like trying to put it out there to date, like just even mm-hmm. letting people know that I'm available and open and interested because I don't give off any sort of vibe. Because like, you know, I, I don't give any sort of like sex vibe usually to people. And so I don't give that off to a lot of people. And I can be like, oh, I really like this guy. And then I'll have friends go, really? Because you don't seem like you do. <laughs> and I'm like, really? Because I think I do. I really do. Um, and it's like, oh, just letting myself relax and be more open in that because I'm such a, a, a one-man show. I'm like, I'm taking care of number one. I, I know how to be an individual. I know how to be on my own. And it's like letting myself be open in that way, um, in a different way, because I feel like I can maybe put out the friend vibe too much. But I don't know. I mean, wh- how are you – how is it like – Working? Have you seen anything where you're where you feel like, oh, I'm I'm just trying to be more open, like within within your own friendships or with like new people or? I um, I would say that uh, I've I suddenly looked at some of my friendships and I thought, well, these aren't necessarily friendships; they're sort of like acquaintances within the industry, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and I don't. I mean, I think I have a terribly glamorous life that's not an issue I, <laughs> but I noticed that you know forget what's a great example do you remember like six years ago I went to Palm Springs with you for New right. Year's Eve uh-huh. oh I was just terrible in the house I I was just it was like seven eight amazing gay comedians and I just uh, do you remember I would just skip out and go to Starbucks and I felt like I couldn't participate like a normal 
open person and just enjoy myself. I was so. You also like to go and do th- more things too. We are <laughs> zombies in that house. Like I, I, I you know, you I tried to warn you. Like we're going to be in pajamas. We're going to be watching like seventies <laughs> C level Faye Dunaway movies from like ten a.m. <laughs> yeah. through midnight. We're That's not going to leave. Well, and you were like, let's, be, go, yeah. let's go to Starbucks. Let's go outside. <laughs> let's see something. And so. But, yes. what, but what could, you're saying, saying is that... I wish that... I could be present for that. I, I, yes. I'm restless and I immediately go to sort of like results-oriented fun. Well, what does this fun get me? Yes. You know what I mean? I don't know. Well, I, I think the exciting part of that um, what is that you may find, because I, it's interesting to what you're saying, like what you do is getting maybe old, like old, right? Because there's a new world and there's a new way that... Because you would say, you, do you pre- play predominantly gay characters? Right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. So it's like, what does that look like in 2017 right. in the entertainment industry, right? Mm-hmm. How are gay people being portrayed? And the good news is that this revelation at this moment may actually just open up a whole world to you mm-hmm. in terms of like a different different avenues, you know, that you can explore because you're open to it right now. And don't you think also as we get older, like the competition kind of melts away beautifully where you're just like, I want everybody to win. I mean, I feel like I I didn't used to be that way. I I haven't always been like, there's room for everybody. I think a lot of we feel like in the industry, but also just socially. Like I used to think I would go into a party and if I'm not the the belle of the ball, I have to leave. Right. You know, if mm-hmm. I if I can't be the star of the party, I and I see that in a lot of my friends who are who are younger who and I'm like, oh my god, I love sitting down at a party and like watching other people kind of take over. I kind of love not feeling that need to win, um, or even just professionally when I'm like, what's meant to be ours? Like whenever, I mean, like. God, you and I go out for so many of the same things. And whenever you get something, or like Sam Pancake or Tom Link or fill in the blank of just whoever, <laughs> like it's the same people we see at every audition. Yeah. I'm like, well, good. It went of to course. it went to one of the good ones. Yeah, at least of course I wanted gay, it. Right? Of course I wanted the job. But I, but I'm glad it's not like some you know some rando or somebody that you know. Uh, in my weird uh, sense of justice, hasn't earned it or whatever that means. But. You know, I, I, I used to feel, you know, and I think there is that sense of like, we think there can be the one gay guy that can do, or I have to, what what is going to be my stamp? What's going to be my thing that's going to, and it's like, I think part of the, the beauty in, and maybe in getting older and sort of figuring all this stuff out, it's kind of going, we all can, we all can exist. We all can win. There is no winning. Right. All at once. Right, but I think when you're so attached to that fantasy of there's some being some sort of culmination Mm -hmm. of that winning, like, and then you realize it's not, it's certainly not fulfilling, or certainly and not even tangible, right? That you sort of like, like, oh, uh, this, this is it. This is life. This is my and post and often looks pedestrian. You know what I mean? Right. And And it's funny when I used to see like actors winning awards, and I used there's certain actors that would win awards, and they would be very all business, and they want to thank blah 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 blah. Thank you very much, and they would leave, and I'm like. How dare they not take this moment? This is the biggest <laughs> moment in their lives. And it's like, no, maybe they know more than I do in this moment. When they're like, you know what? Thank you. That's very sweet. I, I, I'm. It's, it's a lot of luck that this even right. happened. Yeah. And a lot of marketing, a lot of things that are have nothing to do with my worth. And I can't make this a huge moment because tomorrow I'm not going to win an Oscar. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow I'm not going to win whatever I was just handed. And I have to be the same person tomorrow that I am today. And so there is like a wisdom 
to that that I didn't see. I remember I used to think like, I'm going to be handed some gold key and I'm going to be, and my life, you know, and everyone that I've ever met is going to stand up and applaud me. And it's like, when you realize that that's just a a crazy (laughs) pipe dream and not real and not, doesn't really mean anything, you know? Um, Yeah. I don't know. Right? Right. (laughs) I totally petered out. I'm like, (laughs) then I don't know. But I think it's like, I think it's, really noble and I think also it's like it's hard to acknowledge like oh this is what I've been doing because I have explored a lot for me like why am I single always right. like what is that about Um why well, I don't put any energy towards like finding someone else and part of that's like feels great and okay like I feel totally good about that because I don't feel like I need to be in a relationship. Um, That's interesting because I almost almost always have a boyfriend because I will relegate all my vulnerability and emotion for that person and I don't divvy it out to my friends whatsoever no. in a bizarre way. Yeah. Are you, do you have a boyfriend now? I don't even know. No, no. Okay. I don't. I, don't know, that was, I was just thinking, okay. Yeah. But that's, that's, yeah, I don't, and I don't think there's a right answer to that. You know, I don't think there's a right way to be, but it is, it's hard and it's a lot, you know, to acknowledge, you know, that we're like, oh, we are in our 40s and we still have a lot of work to do. <laughs> and that can be exciting, yeah. too, because right. it's like, good. I'm glad I don't know everything. You know, it's like, I don't know. It's like, it's a lot. I'm just assuming that everyone socially feels like they're on the periphery, right? No one ever feels like they've arrived or they're I in, hope not. in the thing, right? <laughs> I hope everybody feels a little bit. But I don't. The other thing, too, is like. We just feel a lot. We feel our feelings. We uh-huh. and we're aware of a lot of things. So a lot of people are just not aware. Right. You know, they might they may not be terrible people, obviously, but they they just they haven't really done a lot of work inside, or they haven't really had to explore it. Well, what we do for a living is to is mm-hmm. that we excavate and have to psychoanalysis. Be. Yeah. Oh, completely. And so it makes us neurotic messes, and it makes us feel like I'm never enough, or I just said the weirdest thing, and how did I just why did I just say that to so and so, and oh, they must think you know. I think that most people don't. Knowledge, we you know, like like just even Deanna, like if you walked in with something on your nose, I I mean I don't think I'd be like oh my god Deanna has and you brought it up and mm-hmm. we could talk about it, but you walk around with like I have something on my nose, right. you know what I mean? And it's like we all walk around in our own thing of like I just said something, it's, and most people don't take it that deeply. But I also think it's it's kind of part of it's the the uncomfortable reality of being a person I think is kind of important in a way. I don't know if that makes any sense. I think we should be comfortable being a little uncomfortable. Just Right. It, it's always there for most everybody. You yeah. Know? But it's interesting hearing both of you guys talk about it. I think that when you're trying to do this, right, like be on TV or be in movies or have a podcast or whatever it is, you're dealing with everybody around you in a certain way because you're seeing what are they you are in relation to the 15 people let's say that we all have each we Mm -hmm. all have our group of like 15 Mm -hmm. people who are either doing this or doing that Mm -hmm. and you're basing like okay where am i in relation to these people right and that's going to affect how your relationships are with those people you know and what you're able to whether you're feeling like, oh, I'm going to come in and I'm going to slay the room, or if you're feeling like, I got to sit back and let them go forward, which is something I've sort of felt like, mm-hmm. you know, mm. I've felt like I have to go a different path or I don't want to, I don't want to be in competition so deeply mm-hmm. that I'm going to fall so far back in terms of 
saying, I want this, which is what I've done. Mm -hmm. Totally. Sure. You know, and so it's all the same thing, just a different reaction to it. Oh, completely. You know what I mean? Completely. Yeah. And I think that's what I've had to work on, you know, like getting doing me doing my thing going for what I want taking time and investing in like my own self Mm -hmm. you know that's been my challenge yes so that's you know it's just it's all a different version of the same thing yeah and I feel like I can I've gone back and forth it's so interesting to put I've never thought of it really that much but I've been like I just I remember like hearing like my my um at the end of my senior year in college, my theater professor, who I love dearly, Cindy Gendrick, would always, she took us to um, out for beer on our final, and she was telling us, like, this is not a competitive business. It's just not. Sports is competitive. There's a score at the end of the game. Wall Street, there's a number. you either up mm-hmm. or down each day. This business is art, and this there is no winner or loser it's not competitive and when people say well it's a competitive it, it's just incorrect to look at it that way and i i probably took that a lot too much to heart in a way that i was like i'm always just going to do my own thing and i wasn't very strategic mm-hmm. you know i i didn't figure out ways to like you know even when i went through the groundlings i was just like i'm just going to do my thing which totally. which served me well in a lot of ways and in a lot of ways not at all because i wasn't at all thinking like how to be and i don't think that's good or bad it's just it is it is perspective because it's all happening mm-hmm. it's all there and i think you just have to be like okay with how you've been in those moments yeah. and, and and or acknowledge like, oh, I wasn't great in that moment. And that's fine, too, because like nobody else is paying that much attention to me right. as I am or how I was, you know, and, and, and that should be comforting in a way that like it's like, OK, and we're all we're all messes. So it's like we're all just trying to figure it out, you know, and I think it's it's uh, but, you know, you do have to acknowledge you do have to sort of find that happy medium place, which is so hard to going, I have this thing that I want. I'm always going to have a desire. It's always going to be there. Like I, you know, um, and I have to go about it in my own way, but also be like supportive of everyone around me and not feel, not feel like I have to, because there's, we just have so little power in the thing too. That's the other thing about it. Like in athletics, like you can train, you can get this body and like or you know or you can you know or you know in in other fields you can get more more education and you can get better and we have no you could somebody could get off the bus from paducah and come (laughs) in and take a job from us today and there's nothing we can do about it it does yeah and we have to just be okay with it and just being okay with all of it like being okay with not being where we are being okay with like getting something and and not being an asshole about it when you get it you know, um, and it's just a it's a daily, daily struggle. And I think a daily check in because it's like, you know, I think we just we swing um, wildly from the do you ever, And this is honor of Gay Pride Month. And I don't mean to ostracize you, Deanna, but um, God, do you ever just sit go and go nightmare you woman cisgender privilege? White privilege. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good drag name. Cisgender privilege. Oh, yes, please. Cisgender privilege. But do you ever do this? Do you ever just I'll literally out loud be like, oh. Just thank God I'm gay, though. Like, my gay Tuesday is better than the regular world Saturday yeah. any day of the week. Absolutely. Yeah. Especially Sorry. in Berlin. <laughs> yes, and especially in Berlin. 
No, I do. I, I'm so thankful for like that. When, when logo, you're like, God, this is so oh, much. Oh, thank God. Better. And also, thank like, God. it just, you know, and just the 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 people that we yeah. get to just to be around, Ugh. and the perspective, and just the like. I know. I mean, when people were like, "Oh, being gay is not a choice." I'm like, it's not, but I'm. I, I can't imagine <laughs> not choosing it. Right, you know what right. I mean? I'm so glad I get to be in that in that world. Yeah. You know, when I, I, you know, I walk by sports bars and I'm like, thank uh, God I don't have to go uh, in there and get chicken wings. Uh, you we've know. already isolated all the best vacation towns, all the best neighborhoods. We've, yeah. we've done all the work for us. Yeah, I know. Exactly. <laughs> it's too much world for you to explore. I know. I know. So many things. It's great, though. And, um, well, you guys, we're, we're, we're over. We're out of time. Oh. We've just, we've just talked and processed and unpacked, which I love. Um... What, what have we learned today? Did we I don't learn know what, anything? I, I think so. Yeah, I, feel, I do too. I feel better today than I did when I walked in. Me too. So Me I hope, too. I, I'm good. Good, good. I'm, I'm excited for you, Thank Stephen. You. I'm excited for this journey. I think dig into it. Uh-huh. Do, do you agree, Drew? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you guys know each <laughs> other like, better. No. no. But no, I do no, no, like, no, stay where you are and yeah. please don't change. I'm muscle. Any, any tangible exercises? Like aromatherapy? Well, I do <laughs> I do think you probably should talk to a therapist. Yeah, that's pop that's yeah. you know, yeah. it up. Because you'll actually be able to, you know, you could talk to your friends or your, your whatever, boyfriend or whatever, but like, that is work for someone else to kind of move you through. Got it. I think. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you're already starting. So that's like huge. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I'm I'm excited for you as well, Deanna, because you've got like a huge thing ahead of you, which is pretty awesome. Yeah, I am so a, excited. We have a fun I'm finally excited. Together. I haven't been because I just ha- I haven't let myself be like yeah. the thoughts in my mind are. I'm like, well, we're going to get bombed or I'm going to get in a car accident. Like I'm starting. It's really because I think because I've had so yeah, much go on. Chaos. I just yeah. I, I am. Also, we've had shook. so many we've had so many disappointments along the way where yeah. things don't happen. I and, mean, you, and you build it all up as like this is the dream this, job. Yeah. And I but, just have been so neutral. Yes. But like. And that's healthy. That's healthy, though. I think it's, it's OK. But I also think like I, you know, yesterday, I think I felt excited yeah you know like i'm looking forward to this yeah and it's nothing more than that you know yeah, but i'm looking experience. forward to it absolutely it's, you know gonna be fun yeah me too and um yeah so that's the, i guess that's the takeaway be excited for what's next everybody because right. we have a lot we have a lot of work to do and and let's have fun doing it how about that? I like, Great. I don't know. I don't, who can argue who with can that? Who can argue with that? <laughs> well, I want to thank my guests, Stephen Guarino and Deanna Chang. Thank y'all for being here. Oh, thank this you. Was so much fun. And uh, everybody else, thanks for listening. This has been another episode of Drew Drogi's Minor Revelations. Have a week. Have a week. <laughs> <laughs> Feral Audio.